good morning everyone it's it's always a privilege to be able to come and share the word of god with you so thank you clive and sally for this opportunity and thank you all of you who are at home listening in and tuning in connecting in it really is um it's a privilege for me to be able to share with you this morning and what a week it has been and i'm so thankful to god that we are able to connect in together this morning from wherever we are or whoever we are as one church together and i'm so thankful to be part of this diverse family with you all and i'm thankful for the technology that allows us to still draw near together spiritually at this time even if we are physically and socially distant so yes this morning we are starting a new series on light who the true light is how we're called to the light as children of the light to shine out in the world and i'm excited for this because this idea of light has really come out in the prophetic in recent weeks and i believe that as the gospel is outworked in our lives and the light of christ shines from us and our homes and our families we can light up not only our city but our nation as well for the glory of god at this time amen I'm going to trust that you said amen with me, even though I can't hear you and see you. But let's, let's start together. This morning, I've called this message um, True Light, if you're taking note, True Light. And there's only one point to this message that you'll be pleased to hear, I'm sure. Um, but I want to start today by casting your mind back to 2015, a few years ago. A lot happened in 2015. The first Apple Watch went on sale. Zane left One Direction. Sadness. Uh, Mark Ronson released Uptown Funk with Bruno Mars and 2015 was the year that I left Newcastle to go and live in Colombia and you all kindly and open-handedly sent me on my way and I came back again six weeks later. I got married, I got engaged, but the other way around, yeah, a lot happened that year. But another thing that happened in 2015, it was the year of the dress. Do you remember the dress? I think Andy Bowie is going to share an image on your screen right now. Is it white and gold or black and blue? Do you remember this dress? This image was uh, an image that went viral very quickly around on the internet. And uh, I think it caused more division in homes than, uh, than Brexit itself. <laughs> and um, and it, was, it, was, uh, it was a very interesting image because it... It was basically, um, it all came about because of the light that was playing on the image. In fact, this, this picture became so famous that it even led to academic investigations into neuroscience and vision science. And a number of um, papers were published in peer-reviewed science journals about it. And the funny thing was that I remember whichever way people saw this picture, they were so convinced that the way that they saw it was the right way and whoever else saw it another way was either just wrong or crazy. But it, yeah, it was all to do with the lighting in the picture. And a scientist called Daniel Hardiman McCartney of the College of Optometrists, hello Jonah, he's in the background. He, he said that it was because the picture was so ambiguous that you, in that you can't really see much else in the image for frame of reference that this illusion was so strong and it was this yellow light that was shining on the dress played on the perception of human color and light plays such an important role in the way that we perceive ourselves and in the way that we see the world around us 
But the truth is there is only one light that shows us for who we truly are and the world around us as it truly is. And his name is Jesus. Let's turn to the scripture this morning. We're going to read from John chapter 8, verse 12. And we're just keeping it as one verse this morning, nice and simple. One verse and one point. It will come up on the closed captions at the bottom of the screen. And it says this, um, John chapter 8, verse 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you speak into our lives today through your word. I pray this morning, Lord, that we will hear your word, that it will minister to our hearts, that we would walk in your light and that we will put your word into practice. Amen. So the idea of light and darkness is not uncommon around the world and throughout history. If you spent time with any of the kids in our church in the last year or so, you'll know that Star Wars is the big thing at the moment. There's a light and a dark side to the force. And generally speaking, light is the good side and darkness is the evil side. And the Bible is also full of imagery about light and darkness. But I believe it's more than just a generic picture for good and evil. Did you know, I think it's possible to be a good person but still be living in darkness. There's a lot that could be said, but essentially light is about seeing and understanding ourselves and the world around us according to the way that God sees us and sees it. And darkness is simply an absence of that light. Where there's darkness, we stumble and fumble our way through life. There's a lack of vision and clarity. We're not sure which is the right way to go. We fail to see things as they really are. And we often hide away thinking that things will go unnoticed. But God's light disperses all of that. There's no mistaking the effect of shining a light in a dark place. I don't know if you've ever been in a power cut, but it's always such a relief when the power is restored and the lights turn back on. You see, the only remedy for darkness is light. And my one and only point this morning is this. Jesus is the true light. Jesus is the true light. You see, there are lots of sources of light. You can get light from electrical energy, incandescent light sources, fluorescent light sources. And in the same way, we have a lot of sources in our lives that they shine some sort of light on us and the goings on around us. I mean, there's social media, the news, public opinion, culture, education, the government, our upbringing. In fact, sometimes there are so many sources fighting to be heard and vying for our attention that it can be hard to get clarity through all of the noise. I mean, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians that even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, presenting a way that seems to be true. But of course, we know that his way only leads to death. There is only one true source of light that shows us for who we truly are and the world around us as it truly is, and that's Jesus. In Psalm 36 verse 9, David says, For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see life. And just with the optical illusion of the dress, uh, I think our eyes can often deceive us. We think we see things clearly, our, our struggles, our, our situation, somebody else's problem. But 
it's only God's light that shows the true nature of things. And UV light is, a, I think, a great example of this. You see, UV light shows up things that our eyes can't see in the natural. In normal light, everything can look fine. But under UV light, you see the reality, all the blemishes and imperfections of our skin. And on the surface, things can look good. They can look all right. But when God's light comes into the situation, it brings the true perspective. We, we see things for what they really are as God sees them. And you can look at the world through many filters and you'll see something that, that makes sense, but it's God's light that brings truth. And where there's truth, there's freedom. And until we look at a situation through God's light, we can think that we have understanding, but the truth is we don't. And this Psalm talks about the same thing. It says in your light, we see light. In other words, we may think that we can see a situation for what it really is, or we think we might have understanding, or we might think that we're fine and we don't need to change, or we might think that we're right even. But then God comes along with his UV light and he shines on that situation, on that character issue or whatever it is, and he shows us what's really going on. And I think in a period of of history where truth is increasingly seen as a matter of opinion or an emotional reaction, Jesus, the light of the world, brings us the true truth. Now, I don't feel particularly qualified to say much on this this morning, but I think it is important that I do to stress the importance of seeing things from God's perspective, especially in light of the international outcry to the tragic murder of George Floyd in the US. Can I say this morning that you all matter to us, regardless of your culture, your background, skin color, your first language, or all the other amazing things that make us unique as people. The Bible is really clear that Christ died for all and that we are called to be his church together. But can I encourage you as well this morning, be mindful of your filter as you process the events going on in the world. What light are you shining on this situation? Because the only light that will bring us true understanding is God's light, Jesus. In the first chapter of John, Jesus is described as the word. And if you want a godly perspective on your life and on this world, we have to read the word. That is the best way to hear God's voice and to understand his heart towards us and to process the world around us. And I was doing a, a small amount of research into light in preparation for today's message. And I found it interesting that light is made up of seven different colors. And it took me right back to learning the mnemonic in primary school. Richard of York gave battle in vain, which I think is red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. There we go. And it just, it was interesting because I remembered that there are also seven different life languages, which all shape the way that we see and process the world. And if you haven't done life languages yet or, or done your profile, can I really encourage you to get in touch with the iHarvest office or get in touch directly with Clive and Sally and tell them that you're interested. It really is a, like a, such a helpful tool to understand both yourself and the people around you. And in short, each life language will process things from a different perspective. Uh, with a different underlying question on life, like how much do you really care? Or 
what's your motive or what's your plan then? And it's possible to be looking at the same event and to see things entirely different based on your filter of the world. But remember that Jesus was able to use all of those seven life languages in the right moment, in the right context, as and when he needed to. And he saw things through the only filter that mattered. And that was the father's filter. So how do we respond this morning? Well, I find that when the light is there, people generally respond either one of two ways. They either walk into the light, sort things out and live in such a way that they stay walking alongside Jesus and all of the illumination that he brings, or they feel uncomfortable and, and shrink back and prefer to hide the things that they're doing and the priorities that they've had or the lifestyle that they lead. And they, they shrink back into darkness. But walking with Jesus, the, the truest source of life, challenges us to change. And it says this in, in 1 John chapter 1. This is the message that we have heard from him. And we proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And this morning, I want to encourage us to look at our motives. Where is our sin? Are we humble to admit our faults? You know, Satan's biggest lie to us is this. You'll get away with it. Nobody needs to know. But the Bible stresses that everything done in darkness will, will one day be brought to light. How are our relationships with each other? Are we believing the best in each other? Are there grievances or offenses that we need to deal with? You see, if we're not living in fellowship with one another, we're not walking in fellowship with God and we're not walking in the light. You can't live in offense at your brother or your sister and expect at the same time to have fellowship with God. And often it's so much easier in our lives to point out the sins of others than ask where our own sin is. But if we're humble and we admit our faults and we ask for forgiveness, we know that God is faithful and he's just and he will forgive us and cleanse us of all our unrighteousness. So I want to encourage you this morning, step into God's light, even if it's uncomfortable. You see, it's through this light that we can know the best way to walk, a life of purpose, to walk in the open without fear of condemnation or regret. And it's in this light that we, that we know the truth based not on changing evidence or an opinion, but founded in the Father who, who is eternal. So that's it this morning. Jesus is the true source of light. How do we respond to that? Will we walk in the light with him or will we stay in the darkness? Let's pray this morning. Lord, I thank you that your light is life. I thank you, Jesus, that your light is, is true light. And I thank you that in it we find real truth in your perspective. And I pray, Lord, that you would shine your light onto our hearts this morning. And by your spirit, I pray you would expose the things that are still in darkness 
so that we can bring them into the open and deal with them to change. I pray equally, God, that you would shine your light on our understanding in processing all that is going on in the world around us, that we would find your perspective. Help us, Holy Spirit, to step into your light and to walk in righteousness in our words, in our thoughts, in our attitudes towards each other, that we might live a blameless life in your sight and more effectively be the light that our world so desperately needs right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everyone.